see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello, Barry T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we have both kind of been lulled into sleep. What with uh, how long it took you to get on? Well, uh, I mean, you always join early. I'm actually doing yeah. something important. You know what? You know, the thing is that I try to join early because of things like what you did today, right? Whatever. Okay. So first I clicked on. It was asking for a passcode, right? You mm-hmm. give me passcode which is incorrect then you give me the actual passcode right and i join then you send out an updated link which makes me think wait am i supposed to leave the thing i'm in to go join no it was just to like make sure your calendar was correct yeah so you know i have to join early because of all the mistakes you make whatever you act like this happens like all the time this has never happened tatala says it happens all the time oh my gosh T'Challa is just going to take your side anyway, regardless, even when you're wrong, which is like uh, all the time. Not necessarily, not Never. necessarily. But, you know, I, I've been sitting here long enough that I've drank half my Yoohoo. Mm-hmm. So the right. buzz is, go- is, is wearing off? Wait, or is I, it just I, now getting good? It's true. T'Challa is already down, I don't know how many pina coladas today. It was only like two. Two, yeah. yeah so I'm guessing you're talking about that um, Kool-Aid? Yeah, it's Hawaiian Punch. Yeah, or yeah. I still haven't gotten it yet. They didn't have it in the store, the one that you were talking about. Uh-huh. Um, when when Gwen and I went uh, to look for it, they didn't have it. So, I mean, I still have it in an Amazon cart, so I don't forget about it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, you know, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. <laughs> Um, well, let's, I guess, go ahead and do the open. Uh, welcome to the final episode of In the Stacks with... The final ever? <laughs> just Man. do your thing. <laughs> well, it's just a shock, that's all. Um, <sighs> this is Barry. Latoya and... Well, I mean, we got to discuss it. And you can't just drop that out. It's the final episode ever. I didn't even hear T'Challa say anything. I said T'Challa. So quiet today. So, no, I mean, I figured you would get it. I'm just, I was teasing the fact that it's a final episode of season 12. I thought this was 13. Or 13, sorry. Season 13. I'm looking at the episode number. Um, And... This is, yeah, this is the final season of episode, or season 13, and this season has taken us about a month longer to record than, you know, normal. Just a month? A month extra. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, I was looking back over the dates the other day, uh, you know, because when I'm at work, of course, the, our our page appears in Russian, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but the dates are in English, and so I was looking at those, and I was like, yeah, it's like we're doing like two episodes a month, basically um so yeah yeah. it's it's been one of the because i mean we started in december 
And um, yeah, it's just been a painful season. <laughs> well, we've had an, an eventful day so far. Uh, okay. My brother came down from South Carolina to pick up some stuff that I pulled out from my mom's things for him. And, it's still uh, so weird to me that you say you have a sibling. I have never in the 20 years that I've known you, I've never seen your sibling. Well, even when he came down today, when he drove down from South Carolina, how long was he here to tell Like 20 minutes. Maybe 20 minutes. Are you <laughs> yeah. serious? Yeah, but I mean, that's just the way we've always been. Half an hour. Yeah, maybe half an hour. That's insane um, to drive from South Carolina half an hour to the, I mean, to then just, yeah, leave after a half an hour. That's, that's crazy. That's like one of my coworkers, you know, um, said, sir, are you going out with your brother after the visitation a couple of weeks ago? I said, no, probably not. And I said, oh, I figured you'd spend time with him. And I said, well, we'll spend time together at the visitation. <laughs> and, um, and they're like, yeah, but don't you want to spend time beyond that? And I said, we'll be together for like two hours. <laughs> um, I mean, that's See, just the way we've always been. You well, know? yeah, I mean, you guys are much different than, than our family. You know, we, we look for excuses to hang out. I mean, I spend more time with my sister, with, um, with Gwen, than I do with Miles, you know, but that's just, you know, the nature of it. My brother and I didn't always like hang out together all the time, but we do spend a substantial amount of time together. So, I mean, you know, me and my brother now, we talk probably more than we ever have, which is like, you know, for 10, 15 minutes a week. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, there would be, God, when I was in my thirties, we'd go years without speaking. That's just so weird to me. But then, I mean, did you guys, you guys didn't grow up together, did you? Well, he's ten, almost 10 years older than me. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that explains it. So when I was like six and seven, I mean, he was about to graduate. Right. He didn't like dragging me. I remember going sometimes, you know, they'd make him take me to the movies with him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't. He wouldn't let me sit with them. So <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember him taking me to see the first Star Wars. And I remember him and his friend Jay and a bunch of people. And they, they'd be like four rows ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be sitting by myself in a row back there. <laughs> That sucks. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that was okay. I mean, I have my popcorn and my, my drinky and everything, so I'm good. Well, I mean, I, I would think he would at least, you being the younger sibling, let you sit in front of him to keep an eye on you. you yeah, but, okay. <laughs> wow. That's that's love right there. <laughs> you could have um, been abducted and wouldn't have known. That's true. That's true. Wow. But, uh, so he came by, and then... Um, a former student of mine and the older sister of one of my current students, um, they came by and I gave them Duncan and Lucy, the um, the guinea pigs. So they are they are no longer here. They're going to a home with uh, I think five the three other guinea pigs and oh two my gosh and what and two hamsters. So, Jeez! So they yeah. have like a little menagerie of stuff over there. Yeah, they 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 love guinea pigs. Uh -uh, so that's taken. too many critters. And no, absolutely not. They're going to be well taken care of. I mm -hmm. didn't want to just give, you know, when my mom gave hers away, she just gave them to like whoever wanted them, <laughs> you know. But I didn't want to do that with um with Duncan and Lucy. And you know, if if I had been able to find somebody, I thought I knew would treat them okay. I would have just kept them, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Now it's. So if T'Challa is not there, it's a truly empty house. It's just you. Wow. Thanks for driving that home, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I just, I just walked right into that one. So, so yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's but, been going on with not, you? Actually, it's not just me because I have my my friend uh, Netflix. Oh my gosh. Um, I you have and Netflix and chill on your own. That's right. I have my okay. cousin Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got lots of folks, you know. <laughs> um, speaking of folks named Fubo and Hulu, um, I started because- watching this uh, this kind of black comedy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> T'Challa liked that one. Yeah, he um, really did. So, and there's a character on there named Aunt Lucretia, Aunt Lucretia, who's played by Wanda Sykes. And um, I tell you, the second episode was hilarious. I actually watched it twice. You watched uh, the episode twice? I did. Wow. And Aunt Lucretia's hardly in it, actually. But the, the rest of the episode was hilarious. And this is, I think you mentioned it to me. The, is it the Upshaws or something? Yeah, it's the Upshaws. Okay. And so the basic premise is that um, the husband has been trying to get laid from his wife for like a couple of weeks, but she's always tired. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, and you know, then, in my case, he's never here. So, you, you yeah. Know. And, you know, he's getting a terrible case of the blue balls, right? Okay. And he's complaining at work about it and in comes he's he's a mechanic mm-hmm. and uh and this really hot young girl whose car he fixed she gives him you know um she's flirting with him and and she's like you know well come down to the restaurant that i manage you know and i'll take care of you and um and he's like okay right so he decides he's going to take his wife out for a sexy night on the town and then he's definitely gonna get laid mm-hmm. right only um, it turns out that the manager is not going to comp his meal because she doesn't pay for other other people's wives. <laughs> okay. Obviously, she was saying he should come. Right, exactly. He would take care of him, you know. But yeah, he, of course, like an idiot, didn't really pick up on that. Um, so yeah, it was a really funny episode. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's just good. Yeah. Okay. And then we're watching, um, see, T'Challa and I, we're in season four of Infinity Train. Okay. Which is an animated series. Um, do you want to try to explain it? No, it's, it's a difficult concept. It is a difficult concept. Basically, um, people end up on this, this train that's a very strange train where, like, every car is basically like another world. And there's this mystery of how they're there. What's the purpose? What's the purpose of these numbers that appear on your arms? Um, people, you know, die unexpectedly. Uh, and, and, and it's really good, actually. It's a, it's a very good animated series. Each episode is like 12 to 15 minutes long. Um, so um, we're watching it on um, HBO Max. Um, and even you, LaToya, who sometimes have very strange tastes in uh, television. Um, I think you would enjoy Infinity uh, Train, don't you think so? I don't know why you think I have strange tastes. I mean, I thought it was odd when you called me to tell me about the Upshaws. And, you know, I told you that was, you know, before I knew who was in it, I was like, yeah, it's probably too black for me. But, I mean, I watch other normal stuff all the time. So I don't have... Well, but... I don't know. I mean, first of all, you don't like shows with too many black people. Well, I mean, it's, I don't, I just don't generally watch many shows with a lot of black people. Yeah. And, and then what often happens, and I realize this is a bit of a stereotype, but when it tends to be a, a, a black heavy cast, it's one of those stereotypical black movies. And I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't really have the patience for that. So I think I have just kind of 
you know, allowed that stereotype to rule my, my, my decisions when it comes to that. Right. And then until you tell me, oh, you need to watch something, then I'll, I'll do so. But I still feel very uneasy about movies that are just all black or all Hispanic or, you know, I'm like, I, I, I'm, you never did want, did you watch um, Bridgerton? No, I did not. I like when it's infused with people of different colors, regardless of like the period or, you know, if that, that person is supposed to be black or white or whatever, where it's like, it doesn't really matter. Right. I like those. I like the um, rainbow. So this is a perfect segue <laughs> into something that T'Challa and I were discussing right before the show. I didn't even get to talk about what I've been watching on TV, but okay. Yeah, but this is a perfect segue. Fine. All right. So... Um, about 1.30, mm-hmm. I turned on my computer, right? And I told uh, T'Challa to go ahead and start thinking about our topic for today. Okay. Because uh, I said, yeah, and I said, so, because, you know, she might jump on at any point. And, and he says, well, she'll probably be, you know, like 10 or 15 minutes late. <laughs> I said, well, it is true that she is frequently on CP time. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he goes, what? And I said, colored people time. I said, no, or you've heard of that, right? And he was like, no. And of course, then he told me it sounds very offensive. It, because it is. But, but I mean, I we said, call it island time. All right. See, I told the islands, colored, yeah. people, colored people will tell you their own colored people time. <laughs> right? And I so, say island time. Yeah. So when Latoya and I first became friends, right, um, you know, we had very differing styles. Because, you know, I'm like an hour early to everything. Mm. And she would be on CP time, what which meant you know like one o'clock meant one ish right <laughs> it could be anywhere between one and two no it wasn't usually okay. that bad yeah, it's yeah, like you've gotten a lot better you've gotten a lot better okay. right mm-hmm. um so you know i now i know there's no point in getting on an hour early with her i'll get on like 30 minutes early right <laughs> and she knows she can't be an hour late so she'll try and be like you know a little bit late right yeah, but anyway, I'd explain to him what colored people time is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, and again, I always call it island time because people in the islands tend to be a lot more laid back. And so things like, oh, I'll see you at four is just kind of like, yeah, I'll see you um, when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really realize until you started pointing out ages ago that you felt like I was on the American equivalent, which is CP time. Um, And with, I suppose, if we are feeding into the stereotype, it's because, you know, we always feel like, oh, it's never really a set amount of time. Like an event isn't really just from four to five or wedding really doesn't start at three o'clock. You know, the bride is going to take her time. And so it's going to be late. So you may as well just show up late. (laughs) How are you giving a number at all? That's what confuses me. If it's going to happen whenever, why are you setting it up? You know. Time, and it's not going to happen at the time. It's just causing mass confusion and chaos. Thank you, son. Oh, I don't is, is the antithesis of sense. Yes. Yes. I can understand <laughs> being like that. Yes. But that right there is disturbing. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't like to follow CP time or island time. Um, but we always know if it's something that is, if it's an event planned by someone who is from the islands or whatever, we know that the start time, even though they say like four o'clock, 
four o'clock means like four thirty, five o'clock, you know, because people start to saunter in and, you know, they're still prepping stuff and, you know. That does not apply to people who are not from the island. <laughs> but again, um, those of those who are CP or, you know, of color descent, um, specifically, I think it's African-Americans because I, I don't know if that's the case with like Hispanics or anything like that. But right. yeah, I mean, there is that stereotype of being on CP time. And the reason and how it began was when we started having lunch together. Whatever. And, please. and, and I would say, well, let's go to lunch at 11. 11. Yeah. All right. And then 11. She's not ready. 10 after 15 after sometimes, you know, it's 1130. And I'm like, I thought we were going to lunch at 11 because if I say I'm going to be there at 11, that means that when they open the door at 11, I am there. And like for me, it's like he says 11. And what would ultimately happen is like, oh, I'm going to try starting to put a pin in it at 11. <laughs> right. He's going to start getting ready. At <laughs> yeah. So, but that's yeah, more yeah. like Latoya time because I have my head down doing stuff. And, you know, I just sometimes lose track of the time or, you know, think that somehow time is going to slow down long enough for me to you know, finish up what I need to get done. So whereas me, I stop working at 1045. Exactly. Because I got to be ready to go. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> so. Yep. Mm -mm. All right. So what you've been watching? So I finished up Friday Night Lights and I love the series. Um, I wish it had gone on longer. Uh, it's got a high school football team, right? Right, right. In Texas. So it, it made sense. And you had suggested right after that, because I was like, oh, afterwards, I'm going to watch Nashville because Connie Britton, who is in um, Friday Night Lights, is also in Nashville. And so you suggested Big Shot, which is also about a high school, an elite high school in this particular case, uh, basketball players or female basketball players. And I started watching that one. It's on Disney Plus. So I I'm all caught up with that one because that's a weekly show right and for I'm whatever reason do I I'm still one episode behind okay and for whatever reason I, I feel like I'm I like watching that one once a week so yeah. you know maybe not necessarily the day it drops but the same week uh and then I am watching Nashville I just finished season one yesterday uh season one had 21 episodes and so I'm starting season two today I'm also working on puzzles I'm that's kind of my new addiction I think because I told my sister that I can afford puzzles um, yeah, and for those Legos <laughs> the Legos are expensive I still have Lego sets I need to put together but I just hadn't been in that frame of mind yet uh, yeah. but I have this huge uh, puzzle table that I ordered uh, that allows me to do the puzzles and when I'm done with it I can just slide it underneath the bed or do what or you know under a couch or something so I even have a specific um, company that I like as far as the you know puzzles so my my sister likes is it Seiko or whatever they're the ones who do like the Thomas Kincaid Disney puzzles uh -huh. um, and then mine now is uh, my favorite is a company called uh, Gallison because one of the puzzles, the, what started me back on puzzles is that I'd gotten a puzzle from um, one of my clients when I was helping her um, move. <laughs> and um, I usually don't like used puzzles because, you know, you never know what 
the house, you know, what house it came from or if all the pieces are there. But yeah. in this particular case, I was so drawn to the puzzle that I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. It was, it's called like vintage library or something. Um, well, once I saw that I really liked the way they did their puzzles and just kind of the quality of it, um, I, I went down that kind of uh, path or rabbit hole and I've ordered a couple more and they are beautiful. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, I'm trying to be more economical in terms of my uh, spending. And I think, did I mention, I mean, you know, I keep forgetting when we last record, but I, I think I did mention, I am working a W2 type of job situation, which is been something I haven't done professionally in quite some time, I guess, since the library, really. Uh, so I'm doing that. And I still have my clients. I'm leaving one of them at the end of this month. Um, but the other two I'm keeping in addition to doing a full-time job. So this whole week has been really crazy uh, because I'm in the office until like almost usually around 10 o'clock and sometimes even midnight. Uh, but I'm going to um, I'm going to break that habit because I I don't like doing that. I'm just trying to because I'm juggling so much right now. Um, yeah, so so that's mostly been what's going on. I did have I did get a shrink appointment, and so I am on um, my meds have been altered slightly, and I think that it has helped. Um, I think that it has helped as far as me staying in the office because I'm one of, pr prior to that, I'm one of those people who, if my mood is really just not there, I can't work. I mean, I can't even force myself to work. Um, this, this past week or two, even though there's times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to be in the office, I still just push through and, and do what I need to do until I'm done and then leave the office. So, mm. so yeah. You got to take care of yourself first. Yeah, you do. So I'm going to try and be better about that. I'm still trying to be really good about not working on the weekends. The really good thing about the the new job is that, you know, we get paid vacation. We get a month a year. I was like, oh, that's like very European. I like that. Um, and then we also get paid holidays. And so since I don't work on holidays anyway I'm like good I can still you know maintain that even with having a mix of clients and a and a w2 type of situation so it's been very chaotic um Kay is supposed to be coming home this weekend so I'm looking forward to that but but yeah that's I just sent you the link to the uh the puzzle company that I like yeah. on Amazon okay I've always hated puzzles really that's so weird. I never enjoyed puzzles. I love puzzles. I, and what I've realized is that while I can do it with other people, I like it to be a solitary thing because I like, like, I'm very methodical about how I do a puzzle. So with this new puzzle table I have, I sort them by colors and then it has four drawers. So you can put that, you know, the puzzle pieces in the drawers. So I do four sorts. Because generally speaking, the puzzles that I do are not like full of like a million different colors. So I'll do that and then I will do the edge. I'll always do the border first in one sitting. And then I'll start to either work my way in from the edges or if there's something very like obvious on the page, I'll start to build the obvious element on there. Um, 
but yeah. Yeah, puzzles make me feel anxious. Why? Every time I have to stop. Yeah, it's because they're unfinished. Um, and every time I stop, I feel like I'm stopping at a random place in like a book as opposed huh. to like a break or something. There's, um, it's just like, until it's done, it's just unfinished and it, it makes me anxious. Well, I think for me, and usually that I would think that that generally would be my reaction. But for me, I think it's that it's like an art piece where I just work on it piece by piece. It's kind of like, maybe like writing where you're only writing bits and pieces, not the entire book in one sitting. And so I like being able to do that then walk away from it because, you know, it allows for me to then come back and look at it, at it from a dis- different perspective. So I, I find it very calming. Um, yeah. It can, you know, when I start to get frustrated, that's when I stop, you know, I'm like, if it stops being fun, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe it's time that I, you know, move on to something else. And then I just kind of end and I will do kind of tricks like, okay, I just need to find this specific piece. When I find this piece, then I'm going to stop for the day. So, I mean, I still make it interesting for myself, but I didn't realize you didn't like puzzles. Tatala, are you the same? <laughs> okay, wow. I'm reading yeah. a, a really good book right now. It's by uh, two of my favorite authors, uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I write this whole series with, um, especially to Pendergast. Um, and my favorite uh, Pendergast novels were the ones where he worked with this young lady named Corey Swanson Mm -hmm. and um, so what he's done now is he spun off Corey into a series where she works with Nora one of the other people from his books Um, so he's like taking two background characters and they're like a a duo in this new series Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is the second book in their series and uh, I'm really enjoying it but I always like Corey and Nora's an okay character too but uh, Corey's always been one of my favorites Um, so I'm I'm enjoying you know, the book, it's kind of an archaeological murder mystery. Mm-hmm. That's what this series is all about, because Nora is an archaeologist. And um, so they like find some, um, you know, dead body in this Old West ghost town. And um, they have to figure out, you know, why he was murdered. What was he doing there? All the stuff that happened, like, you know, back in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's, it's really, really good so far. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, I sent you the link to the the puzzle that I got from my client that got me now hooked on that company. So now I'm thinking, oh, I got to create a whole uh, Amazon wish list that's just puzzles. You know, because sometimes I do like to, you know, have specialty lists instead of just the general wish list. But but see, I mean, it was books that got me uh, interested in puzzling because it was a puzzle of books. I know I still am not reading as as I should and you know I've always said you know it's just like anything else you know any other muscle your brain has to to really be working for it to be efficient and I feel as though when I don't read um like actual leisure reading that I that I get dumber so don't read actual books <laughs> <laughs> I like my books on my iPad it's perfect yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, it's better to read on the Kindle or whatever than to not read at all. Mm-hmm. But I do think, at least for me, and most studies show that people do retain it better if it's a physical book. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I was telling my kids, uh, they took their milestone EOCT uh, test this past week. Okay. 
And, um, you know, when we were doing all the practice tests, I would always sh show them what areas they did really well in, areas they were weak in, so they would know what to work on. And um, everybody's, everybody's lowest uh, category was always vocabulary acquisition and use. Mm -hmm. And um, I always told, I, I told them, I said, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I said, the reason why so many of you do struggle on these tests is because you don't know what the words mean. Exactly. You know, even on the practice ones, they were asking me, like, what's impermanence? And I'm like, well, what does permanent mean? Well, I mean, but and can't you get context clues from what you're reading? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. They struggle so much with context clues. Yeah, they don't that, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's how I, I don't think I'm necessarily all that smart. But, you know, when certain when certain things are going on or conversations are being had, and if I don't know the meaning of a word, I can always figure it out by the context clues. Yeah, but see, they struggle with knowing what the, the context words around that word are. That's um, insane. So I, I told them, and they're like, well, what, what do we do to improve your vocabulary? I said, read. read. <laughs> and I told them that. I said, the best way to build up vocabulary is to read. I said, you know, the second best way is to listen or have intelligent conversations mm -hmm. with people who have large vocabularies. I said, but when you have a low vocabulary and you talk to people who only have low vocabularies, what kind of words are you going to learn? Not many. Right. You know, and so they struggle and I, they struggle so much with it. And I'm, and I'm like, you've, you've got to read. Um, because even when I give them something that's like 300 words, they're like, this is too long, Mr. Reese. Really? 300 words? Jeez. Words. Yeah. But it's because all they read by choice are these like Snapchat things and Instas and yes. yeah, they're all so short. That's true. You know, um, I mean, if somebody sent them a 300 word text message, most of them wouldn't even read it. Jeez. Cause they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> it's like reading a book. <laughs> um, so it's just, I don't know. It's just sad. And so many of them, you know, when they say, you know, I don't like read, I'm like, you've never read a book you like. Nope. And see, I think if they found a book they really enjoyed, yeah, then that that's the key, but it's in finding that book. And by the time they're high schoolers, it, it's almost too hard to convince them to try. Mm -hmm. because they're like, well, I already have all my TV shows. I have my video games. I have my work. I have, you know what I mean? They have so many things already that if it's not already part of their life, it's hard to convince them why it should be. Right. Cause they're like, I get by fine. I don't read anything. I'm like, well, all right. Kind of you do, but. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel that way about my, my niece, especially she's in that generation. She's now in middle school and she's a part of the generation that just didn't grow up doing the things that we did. You know, we didn't, we didn't have like a gazillion television channels and streaming networks. And, you know, we had to, we had to play old school. <laughs> you know we had to read we had to go outside we had to all of those types of things and I mean it was the infancy of kind of the whole video game era but you know I'm like I I hate it for her because I'm like I know what you're missing out on you know yeah. and I'm like yeah. that kind of stuff you don't really get back you know yeah and it's just I don't know it for me anyway it seems like it would be such a boring existence because, I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, I've read things where I feel like I've, you know, been on Mars with John Carter. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've 
worn, you know, bloody sandals with Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I've lived so many different lives. Um, and that's not even talking about the things that I've written, mm-hmm. you know, the characters that I have there, just in terms of reading other things. I've gotten to experience what it's like to be different kinds of people. And I think that's why so many kids today, they have trouble with empathy. Yeah. Is because, yeah. You know, if you're a young white kid, you'll never really know what it's like to be black. But if you read stories about the black experience, it at least lets you try to put yourself in that other people's shoes Mm -hmm. and understand what it's like to be, you know, set apart, what it's like to be, you know, ostracized, what it's like to be fearful for your life amongst people that you normally would think of as your protectors. Um, all of those things that can help you understand other people. And I think that it's part of our nation's problem that so few people read now. Yes. Um, I mean, I would agree. And I mean, as someone who doesn't, certainly doesn't read as much as I used to, I was very, I was much more of a voracious reader when I was younger. Um, it's sad. It's so important that you were one of your own. That's probably more important than you reading now. Right. I mean, yeah. And, but I mean, it's just like I said, with the brain muscle, you know, it being a muscle in a sense is that because I don't read as much, I'm, I start to, you know, lose some of that, some of that skill or just some of that knowledge. Um, but I mean, it is sad because again, with even reading and writing, you know, it, it ties in so much to being imaginative, you know, and expressing yeah. that. And I've, I've felt like when I've stopped reading and uh, writing as much as I used to, then it's as if I, my imagination is gone. You yeah. know, I feel like it's not being fed. So it's harder for me to come up with a concept that is imaginative or, you know, that is essentially plagiarizing from somebody else's stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I've told you before, like my kids, I mean, they have no imagination. Yeah, and that's just it's so, so sad. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, I mean, it's, they have no, they can't come up with something fun and new um, or even just, even if it's not new, just something, <laughs> come up with something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the biggest question I always get is, well, well, how do I start? Okay, so I'll help them come up with the beginning, you know, and then I'll come over like 10 or 15 minutes later, and he's like, you know, so where do I go from here? I'm like, you're, okay, so you haven't written anything since you came up with that first sentence? And they're like, no, I don't know where to go. So we'll sit down and we'll come up with like another sentence. And I say, so so go from there, kind of build from there. Come by another 10 minutes. What do I do now, Mr. Oh, jeez. I did used to like it when when teachers would give us like okay here is the first sentence of what the you know the paper you're going to write because that to me was like it's a great starting point you give me that starting point and it can be anything I want it to be you know um so I understand the need to have something to kind of trigger it but it's sad that once they have the trigger they don't know what to do with it (laughs) yeah and sometimes, sometimes I do that. I'll give them like a choice of three prompts. Mm-hmm. Or I'll give them like, you know, like half a paragraph basically and say, okay, pick up from there. Any one of them, go wherever you want. Um, and some people like them, some people don't. You know, some people like it for me to just say, all right, just write me a gaff- gothic horror story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I prefer. Yeah. Where you just give, you give me parameters rather than a specific target mm-hmm. because I, I prefer a broader thing because what I write is not what you told me to write. That's because you're you'd be one of my advanced students. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, I would not be in your class. 
<laughs> I would, you would be one of my grand students, so I, I would not I give mean, you a call. I don't mean to, in, uh, to, offense, to offend you. Right. But I would probably not be in your class. Okay. Well, Why? I mean, I like in terms of prompts, and I'm not saying I need a prompt every time. I just think that it's fun to have a prompt at times because the way I interpret it and someone else does will be completely different, you know? Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that I think is really cool. But I um, mean, yeah, it is sad that people just don't read as much as they used to. Yeah. So um, we need to talk about sneaky links. What? Yes. I, I was going to use this as the segue into that since we're talking about your students. So yeah he do you not know what it is t'challa okay because i didn't know what the hell your dad was telling me about when he asked me about that as well i've never even heard that phrase before all right so all the kids at the high school um they they was frequently they'll they'll have for instance a boy or girl that they're talking to that's what they Quote call unquote. it mm -hmm. yeah and you can talk to people as friends or you could be talking talking which is like boyfriend, girlfriend. Nobody really calls them boyfriend, girlfriend. It's all like, yeah, we're talking. We've been talking for like a year, you know, stuff like that. So they don't want to commit, <laughs> just having a conversation. <laughs> they have the ones they talk to, and then they have like two or three sneaky links. These are people that you're having sex with on the side, but you're not in a relationship with. Friends with benefits. Kind of friends with benefits, but it's on the down low because you are talking to somebody else. Right. Right. So friends that secretly have Yeah, but yeah. now see for us, us older people, we know it as, oh, that's your side piece. Right. You that's know. Piece. Yeah, that, 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 that's I, I would it, in in my area, mm. it is called the side hub. Side <laughs> hub. <laughs> All right. That is a that is an actual that is the that is the term. Okay. Well, and what killed me about the, the, the kids at, at Baldwin is that one, that it's not unusual to have a sneaky link. People just talk about their sneaky links. That's and I'm like, so I thought weird. this was supposed to be sneaky. And the other thing was, <laughs> is that people will actually hit each other up asking, hey, do you want to be sneaky links? Because people will like show me like their text messages and it'll be literally like, you know, hey, LaToya, play this out with me, LaToya. Hey. <laughs> that was, that, and, and see, you have to listen to Chachala. That had three Y's on the end of the That means she wants. Okay. I, I know. All right. I know how to speak the language. All right. Okay. All right. So well, then I'm trying to learn this like this lingo. So <laughs> I already know the lingo. Something like you know. But I have never heard the term sneaky links. That's it's because this is country. It's Baldwin, so it's a country thing. I think. <laughs> no, the country things are here no, in Jones no, County. This is, this is the country. <laughs> yes. That is not the country Baldwin thing. is the urban thing. That is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I might say, you know, what are WRD? Which is funny because I'm most city person here. So what are you doing? Is yes. is that, okay? And I'll be like, um, ooh, smoking. Sure. Yeah, that's what most of them would say. Okay. <laughs> right? then, then I would say, "Want to be my sneaky link?" Just, just, just like that. That's so no lead up, no like yeah. foreplay, fact, nothing. No. 
And one of my one of my students had told me the other day that her boyfriend and her had had a fight. And I said, mm-hmm. what about? And she said, well, he wants to do like sex stuff. And I wasn't interested. And I said, oh, OK, well, you know, make sure you let him know where you stand. You know, yeah. I said, if he likes you, he'll understand. And so the next day she says, I want to show you this, this text message, Miss Reese. I'm like, OK. And this was the conversation they had that they had a fight about. Right. Um, he was saying something about wanting to go out this weekend, maybe take her to like uh, McDonald's or somewhere. Right. And she was like, sounds good. And then he says, hey, I want to ask you a question. She says, okay. He says, if I asked you, would you let me fuck you? Wow, they're just very bold nowadays. Yeah, and, th- and I said, I said, wow. I said, he just I came that he just that, came that, out that, and asked, that's huh? Very, that's very sudden. That's- yeah. And so yeah, her reply there, was there's normally like this whole courtship ritual, like yeah, there's a yeah, they just cut through all of that mess right there. They just lay it out there. Yeah. And, and so, typically there's a lead up. And so her reply was OMG, right? And then he was like, is that a yes or a no? I was just wondering. And then she was like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's also disturbing that given the age too, because I mean, you know, I realized, you know, back in the day, people who like hooked up in high school actually had sex. Those were like the slutty people, you know, you didn't really have sex and all that kind of stuff, but they just, just to put it out there. They're all slave people. Oh my gosh, that's that's kind of that's kind of freaky. It is. I mean, and it's, it's just. I mean, on the one hand, I'm like, wow, I, you know, I, y'all are I, just so open I, about I, it. On the I other hand, I'm like, this is so weird. Don't think that's normal. You know, in a way, I hope it's not. But I mean, I from, I tell you from this. What I know, that's that's not a thing that goes on at his high school. So. At my high school, I think it is normal. Jeez, that's, um, that's not good. Yeah, um, I will say this: the number of kids who get pregnant has gone way down from like when I first started teaching. Really? Yeah. Well, now, I'd like to believe they're being safer then. Yeah, I think that they have, you know, because the they all know that like the health department will give you free condoms. Um, most of the girls are on like, um, yeah, birth control and stuff. Yeah, they're on. Um, and most of them don't take the pill. They have like so they the have like Mirena and stuff. They, they yeah, I, yeah. Um, almost cute. all the girls yeah. are on. They'll tell you that. Even the ones who don't say they're on it for sex, they're like, "Oh, I went on it for my period when I was 15, you know, and stuff like that." Um, so they're all on that. They're all on. They all had the free condoms. Um, so well, what's is, funny or what's in? Oh, know, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, which is great. I'm glad they have so much access to birth control. I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. If if they're being safe about it, then that's that's cool. Because you know, last thing you want to do is is you know bring on all these STDs and stuff. But you know, it it's still again, it's sad to me in that this is happening at such a young age when they don't really understand what it's what it really means to be in a meaningful relationship and yeah. you know and you know it just it's just sad. Um, I had a male student tell me last week um, that he started having sex when he was 10. What? Wow. And I said, I said, I said, wow, really? I said, were you, you know, was this like an abuse situation? And he said, no, he was just, you know, fucking with girls in the neighborhood and stuff. And um, he seems so casual about it. Yeah. And he said that um, when his mom, he said his dad found out when he was 12, what he'd been doing. 
And he said his dad, you know, gave him a box of condoms, told him, you know, be careful where he put it. And uh, that was it. Wow. That's that kind of messed up. That's very sad. I mean, I didn't have sex until I was 18. And even then it was like, oh my God. And I mean, part of it was the whole religious thing and, you know, being raised in the church and feeling like I was going to be like cast away into hell or whatever. But, um, mm. but it was a big deal. I mean, that's why I even waited as long as I did, because I just didn't want to, there was so, I knew that once you cross that line, everything changes. Oh yeah. You know, the way you think about certain things, the way you feel, all of that changes. Yeah. So, but I mean, as far as being like, like a side piece, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I will, I will say once, only once in my life, have I offered to be someone's side piece. <laughs> um, and, you know, thinking back on it now, it's like, hmm. Yeah, I mowed your lawn? No, no, I mean, no, I was... <laughs> I'm saying like where no that was that was different circumstances um but no when just knowing do what (laughs) did he did he even I forget did he charge you to mow your lawn yes yeah I'm sorry once you put out for him he should have comped that shit no (laughs) that's horrible that's just horrible that's just that's just kindness there no but that's his job is to mow the lawn. It's common decency. Every day we stray further from God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. But no, this one in this particular case, um, you know, I was I was married. The other person was married. And yeah, I was I was like, you know, I'm I'm willing to be your mistress kind of thing. So yeah. um, you know, yeah. it worked for a minute and then it didn't and that's that yeah i always tell the kids because sometimes you know they have you know and of course at their age it makes sense they would they have such a black and white view of what is going to be like and i always tell them i said well you know what most people's marriage is a lot more unusual than you would think yes and i always tell them i said you know you shouldn't judge from the outside because if they're happy they're happy i said but most people you know there's things going on there you just don't know about. You right. Know? They're both comfortable and happy with it. Then that's their lives, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, you know, there's still certain things that I feel like I, I don't know where I'm, I'm very much morally against it, but as you get older, you start to realize that there's far more gray than there is black and white. Yeah. Um, and everything. yeah. And I mean, it's like, it, it's sure that's not ideal but that is just the way that it is you have to accept that there is not always a concrete black and white and it, you know like, it's yeah. mm-hmm. no saying situations and circumstances dictate you know when that blurring starts to happen yeah and even sometimes you know different things will be in the news and they'll be like you know well i'm just shocked i thought he was such a good person and i'll be like well you know he could be a good person and a bad person mm-hmm you know, I always say, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., one of my favorite, you know, s- speech writers and people of all time. But the man cheated on his wife a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so did B- Bill Clinton. I mean, I know you yeah. love him. And so some people, you know, they, they're, they're shocked. They're like, really? And I said, yeah. I said, now, does that mean that all the good things he did are not still great things? 
Well, it's kind of like you and I were talking about the other day with music. You know, we talked about Michael Jackson and then we were talking about Bill Cosby. Right. You know, it's like they can still make a huge contribution to society, to the world, but they're flawed people. But then again, we all are. Exactly. You know, Um, sometimes their flaws are huge. (laughs) But part of that, too, is because they're in the public eye. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I say, you know what? I like to think I'm a good person. I said, but I've done things I'll be ashamed of for the rest of my life. Yeah, you're just not a good person, though, Barry. So, I mean, that's just what that is. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, I think that everyone has those areas or, you know, shades of gray. Yeah. Um, Especially if you live long enough, you're going to have done some fucked up things. Yes, yes. Some of us do it when we're younger. Others, like Barry, wait till they're older. Wow. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, what? Uh, shoot, I don't even know what we're talking about now, or what we can talk about now that we've kind of. Done and we started with the sneaky links, and then kind of went all around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. on, yes. Yeah, so on on paper, I disagree with sneaky links, but I realize that there are sometimes needs for that. Like I, I am not one into having multiple like intimate relationships with people at the yeah. same time. Um, I know that I used to talk to someone who felt like you know it, they still believed or bought into the whole notion that if you have feelings, if like you're married and that kind of stuff, it's impo- You couldn't have those similar feelings for someone else. It's like um, if you're human. <laughs> you yeah. probably will i mean d- uh, depending on how um how much you allow yourself to engage with that other person you know like if you sense that there could be an issue you know some people will just just walk away from it completely um yeah. but i mean you know it's again i i because i'm certainly now agnostic i just i i still try to be a good person um i know that i have my flaws but I can still be a good person and still care about two different people, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm certainly married to one of them. And, you know, as long as I know that I'm not doing anything that is going to impact him, um, it's fine that I care about somebody else. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it is the way it is. I mean, people just don't talk about it is the thing. Right. Yeah. It's still taboo in some ways, so. Well, T'Challa, what is our topic today? Yes. What is your favorite sci-fi setting overall? It's like of any sci-fi universe, which is your favorite? All right, I'll let Good you night. go first, boy. Not to live in, just, just in, in concept. Um, okay. I, I'm gonna say uh, Star Trek. That counts, right? Yeah. Yep, it does. I wow. think for the same reasons that you've talked about it before, as far as you watching, um, what is it, Picard or whatever, you know, yeah. it's it's this, it's the whole wanting and actively trying to be and do better, um, and to to you know find a peaceful way of living together. I liked how even back then they incorporated people of many colors and types and you know it's like for me that's the kind of side that's the kind of world not even just sci-fi world but the kind of world that I would want to be in so um I like the 
the almost as if you can see utopia right in front of you <laughs> uh, that it's possible so so yeah that's mine yeah i mean if it was to live in it would definitely be star trek mm -hmm. um just to be different um i'll probably pick you know my other major sci-fi love which is um dune mm -hmm. um which is almost the complete opposite of Star Trek in so many ways. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, violence and people owning other people and all this kind of stuff. But um, so Dune is probably a great one that I love to watch and to read about. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, if I had to choose just one, I would probably choose Star Trek because for all the things you said. Yeah. Uh, it's but, like it gives you a feeling that yes we can be better and we can yeah. do better and that whenever there's these really moral struggles or whatever that you don't just enter it into it lightly that you yeah. think about what the repercussions are going to be all of that it just yeah yeah and matter of fact i mean so many of the things that in dune i love which is like the the politics and the you know the backstabbing and the you know huge overreaching political schemes and stuff i would hate that if that was brought into star wars star trek right yes yep but it works very fine and it's in its own place mm -hmm. uh, what about you t'challa i'm gonna go with the halo universe because it just seems the most accurate like it seems exactly how humanity would progress given enough time humans still make the stupid decisions you would expect them to make so like but halo like the game halo yes yes okay okay halo universe and they have books and yeah. everything else I, I really just feel like um it, it just feels more real than a lot of sci-fi settings there's always this deep-seated notion that you know something like this can never actually happen like in star trek because humans are just humans and well i mean the thing though about star trek and stuff is i'll be just straight up with you until we had trump as president i always still felt like we could be better um ever since he became president and everything that's happened afterwards i feel like oh crap you know that no we aren't we opened a pandora's box that we can't ever go you know close up is it just adds a touch of realism mm -hmm. because it's not a dystopia certainly not a utopia things are ha things are bad but there's hope and it just it just feels like the real world just a couple just several hundred years in the future probably mm -hmm. maybe maybe 150. so i mean it, hmm. it, it's just that touch of realism that i like yeah and there are parts of that universe that are very cool um man yeah. i definitely wouldn't want to live in it though no no god no <laughs> it, it is one of the better ones to live in but still no gotta go with star trek yeah yeah even with you know things like um discovery which is not quite as optimistic as the old ones were they still find time to to do their little speeches, you know, uh, that make me feel like, you know, okay, this is still Star Trek. Yeah, I was, I was still contemplating whether or not I was going to watch Discovery, because um, that's that's the one that's still out, right? That they're mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And get one of the main characters I think that's on it was a main character on Friday night Friday night lights as well. One of the female yeah. characters. Yeah. So Yeah, Discovery, it took me a while, like half a season to kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved the second season was amazing. Um, that's one where they kind of hang out with Captain Pike and everything, and there's a lot of stuff with the mirror universe. Okay. I mean, where other Trek shows would do like a show or two mm-hmm. in the mirror universe. No, they they're pretty. They're in and out of the mirror universe for a full season, um, mm-hmm. and still do mirror universe stuff. Um, so I mean, it's in a way. I, I was at first, I was like, oh no, they're going to ruin the mirror universe by doing so much with it. But no, it was very cool. Um, and now, of course, they're in the far future. They're way past anything we've ever seen in Star Trek. That's cool. Yeah, they got thrown way into the future. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good show. And I like Shanika, whatever green, whatever her name is. I think she's pretty. <laughs> That's so stupid. Pretty. <laughs> uh, like season four with her haircut. I like it. Mm-hmm, I'm sure you do. So you're just a mess. So today, the rest of the day, I get to spend um, doing what I should have been doing all along. Um, I got in the office today and I was on my on the phone with my sister. So I didn't start as early as I wanted to. But since about 11 up until we started recording the show, I've been working on getting um, my my books up to <laughs> up to date um, with my business books. I think I had to start back in maybe November um, because I haven't done anything with it. And with the way I have it, because I use this tool called YNAB, You Need a Budget, in conjunction with my QuickBooks Self-Employed, it's basically double entry, which is kind of frustrating. Um, But with QuickBooks, it allows for me to, once everything's done, it imports in my Schedule C stuff. So, you know, that's why I, I use it, but I don't it, you know, it doesn't have like a, bu- a budgeting feature. Um, and then after that, assuming I still have the brain capacity at that point, I have to start doing the books for my personal. And I haven't done that since July of last year. So. Well, it shouldn't take too long. I mean, uh, if you do it the way I do it. No, I don't do it the way you do it. No, you, the way you do it is just insane. I don't even know why you bother then if you put in all these weird okay. adjustments. All right, so uh, T'Challa, this is the way I balance my checkbook. And this is one you're okay. going to disagree with your dad about. Go ahead, Barry. So I look to see what it says I have. <laughs> and then I look in the bank to see what they say I have. Okay. And then I subtract the difference, right? And it gives me like, for instance, the other day I did this and I was $13.14 over than what I thought I had than what the bank thought I had. So I go scrolling through the bank stuff, looking to see if I can find anything that will add up to $13.14 that I forgot to put in mine, right? God forbid you think it would be more than one transaction, but okay, go ahead. Okay, so I'm looking, and if I don't find anything, then I'll just add a, a, a line in my checking account that says adjustment, and I will put in minus 1314 so that as of this day, I am at my checkbook shows exactly what the bank shows, right? Do you see any logic in that, T'Challa? Oh, geez. See, I I 
can't even, why do I do this show with you guys? I mean, no, no, it makes no sense, Barry. Latoya will do is Latoya will spend the next two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. going through every transaction over and over again until she can find out where that $13.14 difference was. Yep. Right. But see, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't take me two weeks because, you know, I'm supposed to be doing my checkbook at least, you know, once a week. But she hasn't done it in a year. Yeah, but I'm doing it right now, and I've been, rec- you know, I'm I'm months behind on it. I'm I've already reconciled up to I've done July, um, November to to January. I'm in the midst of January, and I'm able to balance to the penny. Right. So as of this second, I am also balanced to the penny. No, without putting these weird adjustments, it's you not knowing what you spent that money on. Yeah, but it's only $13. Why oh, my I- God. Well, then let those, whenever you have an adjustment, you just send me the equivalent. You know, just cash at me the equivalent. Why? But what is that going to help with my bank account? Because it's because what you're doing is wrong. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, I, I don't know who else does that mess. That's just insane. I'm no, pretty sure. No one does. This, I'm pretty sure this is how the federal government does their budget. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> 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 the way they do their the way they do their budget by figuring figuring out how much they're getting paid off. So yeah, jeez. Oh, but yeah, I mean, I just go through and look. If I were two thousand dollars off, hell yeah, I'd be going through every penny, right? But you know, you wouldn't even necessarily do every penny. You'd find something that was a big ticket item and then adjust the difference. You'd be like, oh, this was a thousand, like fifteen hundred. Okay. I'll just, there's a $500 adjustment. No, that doesn't make any sense. Whatever. I don't, that's make, what it, I, don't, I don't randomly change the price of things I actually bought. No, I'm <laughs> saying like, if you're, if you were $2,000, you know, there, there was a discrepancy. It's arguably, right. maybe that $2,000 isn't just one oh, item. I see what you mean. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just sloppy. It's supposed to balance. It is a, it is finite. You spent X amount of money, so this is how much money you have in the bank. True, but there's just you know there's a lot of stuff going on. I my <laughs> life my life is too short to be worried about thirteen dollars and fourteen cents. Because what I say is I'll look to scroll through, see if I can find where the difference was, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to spend hours on this thing. Whatever. It's $13. Okay, fine. So we have again this week um, not done what we were going to. It's been on the list for like a while. We can always revisit this. Uh, the Sa- Adam Sandler movies rated, you know, worst, oh, best or so whatever. We can very quickly talk about, we did watch some Adam Sandler movies a couple weeks ago. Okay, cool. So... Good. This list has 45, and I don't think we need to do all 45. I will say that um, if we start with the top 10, and this, these would be the top 10 best movies, okay. um, I have not seen several of them. So starting with number 10, Spanglish. I've never seen Spanglish. I saw it. It was okay. I did see that one. Uh, number two, or sorry, number nine is Hotel Transylvania 2. Ooh, two? Yep. See, I'd say Hotel Transylvania 1 or 3 are better than 2. I have never seen any of them. <laughs> so, um, I like them, but I like 1, which Actually, is, of course, the... 2 was better than 3. 
But three two is the one with the little baby. Actually, wait, wait, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three is better than two. Two yeah. is the one by four. Well, and, and yeah. you'll you'll be glad to know that number three is number seven on the list. So one. it is better. All right. Two is the worst one of them. Yeah, two is the worst one. Huh. Okay. Uh number eight, Happy Gilmore. I've seen that a long time ago. Yeah. Um, T'Challa hasn't seen it yet. Mm. Yeah, it's um it's it's a golf movie. <laughs> um, but a golf comedy movie sure number six i saw and so here's the thing adam sandler does just hilariously funny movies and then he does really serious movies and so sometimes it's just kind of like mm, you know so i don't usually look to him for serious movies and if i see he's in one i don't always you know feel like i need to watch it i did see this one um number six is rain over me he did it with don Cheadle and Jada Pinkett Smith and Liv Tyler but it was done in 2007 I did see that one it was a good movie um but it is one of the more serious movies number five I'm sure many people have seen is The Wedding Singer why is this like Siri's like talking to me but yeah did you see The Wedding Singer I did and I liked it it was not one of his best yeah it, it was okay uh number four funny people i haven't seen it i haven't either although when i saw this saw it on this list i was like you know maybe i should check it out it has it's him and seth rogan leslie mann who's in a ton of his movies and then eric banna and i'm like i don't you know maybe i saw it but i don't remember seeing it um and when it comes to seth rogan i like him in um let's see i can't take a lot of him i <laughs> I have to have him just kind of like, you know, just little pieces. Um, number three, I did not see Punk Drunk Love. Again, one I of his serious, serious movies. You did yeah, see that one? I have not. Okay. Because, yeah, this one has like uh, Louis uh, Gu uh, Guzman as Philip Seymour Hoffman. Emily Watson so it's all very serious actors and then oh there you go Adam Sandler yeah. so so yeah I didn't see that one number two and number one I don't even I, it wasn't until I saw this list that I even well no number two I knew about but neither of these have I seen number two is the my uh the Meyerwitz stories okay he did that with um Ben Stiller Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson that was done in 2017. I mean, it was one, I think it was like a very limited release kind of thing. So it was, you know, it's one of those that's like critically acclaimed. Um, and then number one is Uncut Gems. It was done in 2019. Yeah, I heard when that one was out, when it got a lot of awards, you know, and stuff, but never saw it. Yeah, I, I yeah, mm -mm. I have, have no idea. So what are some of the ones that you really like that obviously were not in the top 10? I will say Hotel Trans Transylvania 1 is number 13 on the list. But what's a couple that you want to see what the ranking is? Uh, we loved uh, Waterboy. Exactly. I love Waterboy. Um, whoop. Me. I think I just closed the window I was in. There we go. I love uh, Mr. Deeds. Waterboy was 23. Okay. I really like Mr. Deeds. 
Uh, Mr. Deeds was 29. Um, we watched Grown Ups a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I've seen those because um, it's not just one. Isn't it like two or three of them? Yeah, there are. So number two is, is number 42 on the list. Jeez. Um, and then number one is number 38. So for me, my one of my favorites of his is, uh, what is it, Big Daddy or something? Yeah. I love that. And I'm, I mean, people nowadays know the know the guy the boy in the movie because he was on like what is it sweet life with zach and cody or something it's those twins who's also i guess they're in one of them is in riverdale right yeah yeah so i've loved them them since that movie and it's just so funny to me that you know it, it doesn't hang on so big daddy let me see it ranks it as number 18 mm. but i love that movie and i mean it's one of them that of course you know has uh, what's his name who's always in Adam Sandler movies um, what is it oh I forgot his name yeah a bunch of folks who's always in his movies yeah no it's um oh jeez now I'm gonna it's it's gonna drive me insane um Rob Schneider thank you oh yeah that's what it was <laughs> I mean huh you can do it yep yep that's what I, it was, I had to play that in my head before I remembered what the name was. Um, any others? Yeah, um, I liked um, 50 First Dates. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, that is ranked number 12. Um, There's a bunch more I liked. Uh, like, Pixels great. Pixels? They have that as number 33. Hmm like that's kind of far down there but I mean some of these others where I'm like oh yeah I've seen it it's like I think the majority of the ones that I have seen are ranked lower on the list which is interesting um so so yeah I mean Billy Madison is number 17 on the list anger management which I did actually see didn't you see that one I've never seen anger management really him and Jack Nicholson yeah it was really good that's number 16 on the list uh murder mystery is number 14 I, I didn't see that one i know it was like huge on netflix for like when it came out but i've never seen it i'm surprised it's so high yeah then they have what is it uh hubby or hoobie halloween they have it as number 11 i couldn't even get past the first five minutes of the movie yeah i couldn't finish it i thought that was one of the worst movies he ever made same here i could not watch it like i mean i couldn't even force myself to watch it Right. So I'm surprised it's it's that high on the list. Yeah. Um, let's see a couple of the others. <laughs> you don't mess with the Zohan. Oh my gosh. They have it as number 19. That was a stupid movie. Mm. Uh, Click. It's number 21. Yeah, yeah, I did see Click. Um, followed by Men, Women, and Children. I don't think I saw it, but I've seen, you know, it's one of those with a pretty big cast um jennifer garner is in it uh of course we already talked about Waterboy, the longest yard i did watch <laughs> yeah do you remember that one yes and it was okay it's number 24 wow um bedtime stories is number 25 i i did not watch that i think i saw it but i don't remember much sandy wexler was number 27 did not watch that one did not seem interesting enough for me to watch it um and then Little Nicky, which was just, it was just bad, yeah. is number 30. 
That's My Boy is 31. That was with him and Andy Samberg. Uh, we already talked about pickle, Pixels. Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I did see. <laughs> yeah, that one was funny at the time. I told uh, T'Challa we could watch it, but I said, you know, it's it's not as funny now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's ranked at number 34. So yes, it's it's one of those that's that's very period. <laughs> yeah. Um Zookeeper never saw Zookeeper. Zookeeper was okay. Um Eight Crazy Nights, which was an animated one, is number 37. Yeah. Never saw that. Um, but yeah, so there's quite a few he's done. I'm surprised at how it's ranked. Oh, Jack and Jill, that should have just been on the bottom of the list. Yeah. Um, it is near the it is near the bottom. It's number 44. The 45th one is the ridiculous six. I never saw it. Yeah, it has him and Terry Crews and Taylor Lautner, Steve Buscemi. Um, let's see, Rob Schneider, of course. And it looks like Luke Wilson. And it was on, I guess it, it was released on Netflix in 2015. Mm. Yeah, it just, um, no. <laughs> yeah. But I still like his movies. You know, I, yeah. mm-hmm. not everything has to be, uh, you know, I don't know. Deep or, you know, this fantastic yeah. over the top yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I still enjoy seeing him on the screen, so... Yeah, um, and that's why the 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 Hoobie Halloween or whatever. That's why I was like, oh, let me check this out until I saw it, and I'm like, no. (laughs) So I mean, if I see he's in something, I'm interested to check it out. But little accents, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, yeah. uh, That Halloween one, it it was a don't. I mean, I don't even, I can't even remember if I saw, if I even got to seeing him on the screen. I mean, I was so turned off by it at the onset because the, like, isn't the opening scene someone riding a bicycle or something? And yeah, that, I, I think it's him riding the bicycle. Is it? I just, I couldn't do it. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. So yeah. what are you guys going to be doing for the rest of your day? Um, We've got a couple of movies that we thought about seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we still have some I think we still have some TV stuff to watch. Yeah, you got to watch Big Shot. Yeah, yeah. Um I think we're going to watch uh, some more of Infinity Train though. We haven't finished it. Okay. Um, that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know what we'll do for dinner. Yeah, I have no idea. I I had an ensure for breakfast. That's my typical breakfast now, which is not the best I suppose, but I had an ensure and a cosmic brownie. Wow. <laughs> I know. We had Subway for lunch. Oh, nice. That sounds good. Might have to DoorDash it or something. I'm hoping that Kay will be able to find a job that is more local so he's homework because, you know, he's the one that at least cooks. And I just, I I don't have the patience for it. I have no interest in cooking. So you can put together a whole damn puzzle, but you can't cook. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I can't cook, I could certainly follow recipes. Yeah, but I just don't. Ca- I don't care. I I don't want to. Like I, I'm serious. I have zero interest. Yeah. I just want to, you know, be told dinner time, and then you know, just go to the table <laughs> or something. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to cook it. I don't want to clean up after it either. I'll clean up my stuff, you know, like my plate and stuff, but yeah. I don't want to clean the kitchen afterwards. 
You got to get you a maid. I know. I do. I told, yeah, I told yeah. King, you know, he has to be my house husband and come back home and do that stuff. What do you say? He's like, you know, if you can pay me, <laughs> you know, since he has other responsibilities, of course. So I'm like, uh-huh, whatever. Someone needs to pay me for being married to you. So anywho. All right. It's been well, another great episode. We're going to so, be starting season 14. Yeah, I was going to say, so we usually take like two weeks off. Yeah. And so that works because the hubby will be home and um, next week. So we will we will so circle week. back in June. Hmm? Right, so in June. Yep. So yeah, June I was going to say, we can't do it on the 29th because that's graduation. Right. And I mean, yeah, that's that's during the like, was it Memorial Day or whatever weekend? Yeah. Maybe so June we, 5th. huh? June fifth. We'll shoot for that. All righty. All right, T'Challa. So you're going to be there June fifth? Uh, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess until next time. All right. Bye. Bye.